world. Welcome to Take the L Podcast. I am your resident motivator and hope distiller, Juniper Promise. I have created this space to share hope and some encouraging responses to life shared setbacks and challenges. This is a podcast about extracting value from your mistakes and obstacles. Take the L is about owning your life lessons. Meet me here every Monday. XOXO. Your class is now in session. Step right in. Over the past few days, I have been having nostalgic memories of my childhood. I have many wonderful childhood memories, but I'm most fond of my childhood escapades at a place we call Seaside. I grew up close to the beach on the beautiful island of Jamaica. The beach was just a short walk away from the house where I lived for the first eight years of my life. Oh, how I love the seaside. I can also remember the stories of the location Columbus is said to have first docked, only a short walk away from where we swam. I remember too the walkway that extended out into the sea, the fresh air, fresh cracked almonds and the sea grapes. I am having nostalgia as I speak. The seashore was long and wide, so it took a while to get to the deep. I knew the intricacies of the beach, this history of once having a jailhouse, I knew where it got deep beyond the shore and where it was still shallow. I also knew where the sinkholes were. Up on the waters were seagulls and seaweeds united. It was as if God himself had awash the waters beyond with a special blue taken from his treasure box. The water beyond the shore was welcoming. There was no going to seaside without taking a quick swim, even if it were unsupervised and a beaten would meet our disobedience. It was always a wonder seeing the fishermen dragging in their fishnets onto the shore as their customers waited in tow. While I loved seeing the people who lived along the outskirts of the beach, the fresh almonds and the serenity of the beach, it was the deep waters that captivated me. I was stilled by its beauty. I quite often envisioned being out into the deep upon the waters where the ocean seemed to meet the sky, to see and to touch God's masterpiece. Life calls us to go beyond what meets the eye, to release our expectations of how things should be, and to see the character of God in the hard places of our lives. It is important that you set your eyes upon what is good, pure, praiseworthy, simple, and true. Many people are so distracted and so encumbered by life that they are unable to walk upon the waters because it takes the shedding of the weight of their fears. The following biblical story reflects that there is a battle between our desire to go beyond what's normal and the fear of doing it. The complication though, I think, is only in our minds. So back to the biblical story. Matthew 14, 22 to 32 reads, Immediately, 
he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat by this time was a long way from land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost, and they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. And when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. What parallels can we draw from this biblical story? Here are the parallels I have found. Sometimes you will find yourself alone, like Jesus found himself on the mountain and the disciples found themselves alone in the boat. Your boat may be a long way from safe harbor and may be beaten by the waves. The winds of life will sometimes be against you. Take heart because help will come to you during times when you are hard pressed. But what if the help your faith summons is now new to you or frightening to you? Faith will command you to get out of the boat and to walk upon the waters. You will be afraid. You will also doubt. But whatever you do, do not take your eyes off faith because you will begin to sink. Once you again begin to refocus, the winds of fear and doubt will cease. Life will sometimes send you an invitation to go beyond. The invitation, though, may not come in an envelope you expected. While the Bible may not be among the things that govern your faith, I hope you can draw some meaning from this foregoing story about Peter exercising his faith to walk on water. I get it. Rising above the noise of your circumstances is not easy. It is often easier to do nothing but to have a pity party with fear as a backdrop. But guess what? You do not get the big fish in the shallow or in your moments of doing nothing. It is only in the deep where you can catch the big fish. And for that, you have to be upon the waters as Peter did in the biblical story. The deep things that we go through calls us into the depths of faith where our physical feet is not enough to carry us. Relying on how we have often gotten things done will cause us to return to our boats of comfort, fear, wrong thinking, and lack. Crossing the deserts of life to find peace, purpose, or your treasure is entirely your responsibility. No one can walk your path for you. God himself knows that there are some things you won't get in the shallow areas of your life tests and the trials of life tend to push us out into the deep where our feet might not be able to sustain us. Feet here is a metaphor for what you are accustomed to and how you have quite often dealt with 
challenges. I found a very interesting passage in Psalm 42, 7. It reads, Deep calls to deep. In the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. What illustration can we draw from this passage? Here's what I found. The shore or shallow is our comfort zone. We can see our feet and skip over the waves. The deep is the place where few people have gone, where the waves and the breakers may sweep over you. But how can we empathize with someone passing through the deep waters of their lives if we have not first experienced this ourselves? The deep things we have gone through and the deep things within us will speak to the deep things in other people. Maybe you're like Peter, seesawing your way through faith and fear. Do you sometimes build up enough faith only to have it overpowered by the weight of your fears? Are you dismissing the invitation to go beyond your comfort zone? We have all gone through suffering, but even in suffering, something is always on the horizon. That something might be peace, clarity, help, or an answered prayer. We don't know for sure how the details will play out, but that's the beauty of having faith. It calls us to lose restraint and to go beyond. While we would love to settle in our safe harbor, challenges will come and they will force us to sail out from our places of safety into the deep. Going outside your safe harbor may bring you into new challenges, but new challenges are the breeding ground for growth. Sail out of your safe harbor and strengthen your resolve to face any shipwreck that may come. Upon the waters of the deep, you will find faith for your voyage ahead. It is my hope that lows bring you clarity, vision, and rest. And may the highs never be your stumbling block. Friend, can you see hope budding as the sunrise? Do me a favor. Close your eyes and breathe. Now imagine the sun breaking through the horizon. Hold that image for just a moment. Now open your eyes. What a great reminder of hope. The sun coming over the horizon is symbolic of hope. I'm sure you have had experiences where you need a reminder of hope. Let this image be that hope for you. I would like to leave you with these beautiful words from Henry Longfellow. A Psalm of Life, written by Henry Longfellow in 1839. Tell me not, in mournful numbers, life is but an empty dream. For the soul is dead that slumbers, and things are not what they seem. Life is real, life is earnest and the grave is not its goal. Dust thou art, to dust returnest, 
was not spoken of the soul. Not enjoyment and not sorrow. It is our destined end or way but to act that each tomorrow finds us farther than today. Art is long and time is fleeting and our hearts, though stout and brave, still like muffled drum are beating funeral marches to the grave. In the world's broad field of battle, in the bivouac of life, be not like dumb driven cattle, be a hero in the strife. Trust no future, however pleasant, let the dead past bury its dead. Act, act in the living present, heart within and God o'erhead. Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and depart and leave us footprints on the sands of time. Footprints that perhaps another sailing o'er life's solemn main, a forlorn or shipwrecked brother seen, shall take heart again. Let us then be up and doing with a heart for any faith, still achieving, still pursuing, learn to labor and to wait. Now we have come to the end of this episode. I sincerely hope it added some perspective to your current reality. If it has, go ahead and share with someone you think might need a nudge. Leave me a comment on Instagram at Juniper Promise. May hope become your friend. And until next time, XOXO. XO.